We're glad you could join us today for the Concepts of Faith broadcast. This program is dedicated to teach you how to put the Word of God to work so that it will make a positive difference in the everyday circumstances of your life. And now, here's Charles Caps. Now let's make this comparison. We're talking about the law of faith and how that God has designed the human spirit to lead you to, cause the manifestation of, bring the information and wisdom to you to find out how to cause to come to pass the promises that God made you. Now let me just qualify that with a few statements. 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, the apostle Paul said, I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered in the heart of man the things God has prepared for them that love him. Now, people will quote that and say, you just never know what God's going to do. Well, you will if you read the next verse. But God hath revealed them to us by His Spirit. Now, how did He do it? He revealed it by His Holy Spirit to our human spirit. Can you see that? Proverbs twenty twenty seven says, The Spirit of man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of His belly. Now, the candle, word candle, you have a footnote in your Bible, says lamp. See, we don't use candles for lamps today, so we miss the impact of that. We'd say it today like this, the spirit of man is the light bulb that God gave you to enlighten you on the inside. So Paul said, I hath not seen it, ear hath not heard it, hadn't entered into the heart of man. Now it did enter into the heart of man because he turned around and said it did. It was revealed by spirit. But what he's saying didn't come by the eye gate, didn't come by the ear gate, didn't come by the natural learning five physical senses, but it came by the spirit of God to the human spirit by revelation. Spirit of truth, when he's come, he will teach you all things. He will guide you into all truth. Be sensitive to what the Spirit of God says. You see what I'm saying? Now, Paul goes on to say, What man knoweth the things of a man save the spirit of man which is in him? The human spirit, in other words. Your human spirit knows all about you. You don't know. Your spirit knows things about you that you don't know. He said, Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, but the Spirit of God does. Now notice what he said. The spirit of man knows all about man. The spirit of God knows all about God. If you get those two spirits together, you've tapped the source of all knowledge. You read the book of Proverbs. It talks about drawing from the well of life. Drawing the wisdom of God. Well, you see, the human spirit's capable of doing that. Now, Paul says, Now, we have not received the spirit which is of the world, but the spirit which is of God. Now, what spirit would that be then? It would be the spirit of God, wouldn't it? The human spirit came from the Spirit of God. When God breathed into Adam the Spirit of life, it was the Spirit of God that went into him. So, he said, He has not given us the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God. Why? That we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. In other words, that's the only way you will enter into the provisions that God has made is by receiving it into the human spirit. The heart. Now, I'm using these interchangeably. I know in some places heart and spirit are not the same. But for the effect of getting you to understand, Mark, the fourth chapter, the kingdom of God within the heart of man, spirit of man, let's use it to that effect. It'll help you understand it easier. The human spirit is the production center of all that God has given. It is also the reception center of all you receive from God. It is designed of God to cause the manifestation of what God has promised us. That is where the kingdom of God abides, within the human spirit. Jesus said to the disciples, and he preached the gospel to the poor, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because it anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. 
So he went out and preached to the poor people. You know why he didn't preach to the rich? The rich wouldn't listen to him. He would have preached to the rich if they'd listened to him, but they didn't have ears to hear. They trusted in their riches. They thought that he was just ignorant of the law. Most intelligent man concerning the law that ever lived. He saw beyond their religious traditions. But now notice, Jesus said, he preached the gospel to the poor, and he said, Blessed are you poor, for yours is the kingdom of God. They weren't blessed just because they're poor. He said the reason they were blessed is because I'm giving you the kingdom. And this kingdom that will abide in the human spirit will lead you to cause to produce and manifest in your life all the promises of God. Doesn't that agree with what Paul said? Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us of God. Then Paul goes on to say that the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. You try to receive it in your head, you just forget it. They're spiritually discerned. They have to come into the human spirit first. Healing, though it is a physical thing, it is a spiritual cure. It comes into the human spirit first. The person that's born again, he must receive God's word into the human spirit before he can be born again by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. You see, it renews the Holy Spirit within him. That that was lost in the fall becomes a new creation that never existed before. It all comes through the human spirit. Now, if you tie these together, then Jesus said, Blessed are ye poor, for yours is the kingdom. Then in the 12th chapter of Luke, he says it this way. Don't seek what you'll eat or what you'll drink or wherewith you shall be clothed. Said all the nations of the world seek after these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. All these things that you have need of, they'll be added to you. You won't have to seek after them. But you know 99% of all the people seek the thing. What's he saying, seek the kingdom? If you're going to seek the kingdom, first you do is, is find out where the kingdom is. Where is the kingdom? It's inside you. Luke 17, 20, I believe it is. Jesus said, the kingdom cometh not with observation, but behold, the kingdom of God is within you, in the human spirit. That's where it abides. Now, Jesus said in Luke the 12th chapter, don't seek the thing, but seek the kingdom that will produce the thing. Then he said, as he turned to him, he said, fear not, little flock. It is your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Now, that's why he was telling the poor they were blessed, because he's giving the kingdom to them. Well, he'd give it to anybody. Listen, but the Bible says the poor people heard him gladly. The rich people could have had it too. In fact, they do today. I mean, no matter whether you're rich or poor, you can be born again and have the kingdom inside you. But in that day, see, the rich wouldn't listen to him. He said, how hard is it for the rich men to enter into the kingdom of God? Are they that trust in riches? You understand what I'm saying? Now, bring this together with what the Apostle Paul said. The spirit of man knows all about men. The spirit of God knows all about God. So if you get those two spirits together, you've tapped the source of all knowledge. And somebody said, well, Brother Caps, what good is all this talking in tongues? All this jabbering. You done got your spirit in tune with God's spirit. You've tapped the source of all knowledge. And I didn't say you knew everything. I'm telling you, you've tapped the source of all knowledge. God can reveal it to you through your spirit. He can't get it to you through your head. Well, let's go back to what Paul said there in 1 Corinthians 2nd chapter. He said, the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. So you're not going to receive it into your physical body first. You're not going to receive healing into your physical body first. It has to come into the spirit. 
It has to become spiritual revelation in you. It comes by the Spirit of God into the human spirit. And that comes by the Word of God. God's Word is spiritual. The words I speak unto you, Jesus said, they are spirit. They are life. There's life, spiritual life, and man shall live by every word of God. Every word of God. If you live by every word of God, it looks to me like you'd die by the words of the devil. See, there's an opposite truth. If you live by every word of God, you'll die by the words of the devil. Because if the words of Jesus have life-giving spiritual power in it, then the devil's words have death-dealing spiritual power in it. Get back on the subject, the law of faith, how it works, and how you apply it in your life. Go over there to Mark, the 11th chapter. As Jesus has just spoken to a fig tree and the thing died, he proved that this law works. Then he tells you how this law of faith works. Mark 11, verse 21. And Peter calling to remembrance, saith unto him, Master, behold, the fig tree which thou cursest is withered away. And Jesus answering, saith unto them, Have faith in God. Now one translation says, Have the God kind of faith and the faith of God. See, if you get to faith from the Word of God, it is the faith of God. Because it's God's faith that's released in His Word. That spiritual force came from God. His Word is filled with it. It says, Verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have. Whatsoever he saith. Notice he didn't say to have whatsoever he prayed. Didn't say have whatsoever he hoped for. He said he'll have whatsoever he saith. Now this is not a prayer scripture. This is a faith principle. You can call it the law of faith, the working knowledge of the law of faith. Jesus reveals the working knowledge of the law of faith. This is an established law of God. Whether you believe it or not, it's working for you daily or against you. Now, Jesus told you how to work it on the positive side. The problem is that many people work it on the negative side. He said, say to the mountain, be removed. But most people stand there and say, oh, dear God, this mountain's getting bigger. Dear God, I'll never get over this mountain. This thing just hinders me all my life. I'll never get over this thing. It just always gets bigger before me. Well, it's working all the time. That's what's making your mountain get bigger. Somebody said, well, you don't catch me talking to the mountain. Well, you're not going to catch it moving either. You know, we got so intelligent and so religiously brainwashed until we just haven't believed what Jesus said. I made the decision a few years ago, I'm going to believe what Jesus said and do it. And I'm just going to keep doing it until it works. And thank God it did. And it always will. If we'll operate in this principle. Whosoever shall say. Now, does that agree with what Jesus said about if you had faith as a seed, you would say where are you going to get faith as a seed? From the promise itself. That's the only place you can get it. You can't get it from reading a magazine. You can't get it from watching Gunsmoke or the doctor's program. Faith cometh from the Word of God. That's the only way you get that faith. I'm glad you could join us for the Concepts of Faith broadcast today as we've been talking about the working knowledge of God's Word. Now, all of this week, our CD offer is number 7216. It's entitled, Jesus, Our Intercessor. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling, total of $19. Jesus, our intercessor. You know, so many times you hear people saying that they are intercessors. Well, they have a ministry of interceding, but 
Jesus is called our intercessor. And we pick up on why in Isaiah, the 59th chapter. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither is ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Then you come over to verse 13, says, In transgression and lying against the Lord, in departing away from God, speaking oppression and revolt, conceiving and uttering in the heart words of falsehood, and judgment is turned away backwards, justice standeth afar off, and truth is fallen in the street, and equity cannot enter. Yea, truth faileth, and he that departeth from evil maketh himself a prey, and the Lord saw it, and he was displeased that there was no judgment, and he saw that there was no man, and wondered that there was no intercessor. Therefore his arm brought salvation unto him, and his righteousness it sustained him. This is important to understand. There was no intercessor in that day. But the scriptures tell us that Jesus is in heaven making intercession for us today. He is the intercessor. A lot of people intercede, but Jesus is the intercessor. Jesus, our intercessor, will give you insight into this and open some areas of understanding that you've probably not had. That's offer number 7216. Two CDs for $15 plus $4 postage and handling. Total of $19. We have a toll-free order line, 1-877-396-9400. Until tomorrow, this is Charles Capps reminding you the enemy is defeated, God is exalted, and yes, Jesus is is coming soon. To order the product offered today, call 1-877-396-9400 or write Charles Caps, P.O. Box 69, England, Arkansas, 72046. A complete list of CDs, books, and DVDs are available online at charlescaps.com. Through the website, you can listen to this radio program again and subscribe to our podcast. This broadcast is sponsored by Charles Capps Ministries and our listeners in this area.